बात को जाना
to other gods, they will give you what you need today. But the day you forget your vows, they will kill you. They can give you what you want. But it is only the blessings of the Lord that makes a man rich and adds no sorrow. The other gods can make you rich. The other gods can make a king Solomon love so many women and yet have money. And at the end of the day, his only confession is that all these things are vanity upon vanity. Whatever another God can give you is vanity upon vanity. So he said, we should run the race with patience and endurance and perseverance. So God has a way he goes about his things. The father somebody married and in three months she has taken seed. Does it mean that everybody will marry and in three months you will take seed? Stephen Wenger, a service of God pastor, a sit at the temple, East Legon, took 15 years. 
to the church. He said, I am writing to you so that you will know how to behave yourself in the house of God. That's why we don't expect that church is going on and you're on WhatsApp, you're on Facebook, you're, you are receiving a call when the word of God is being preached. That means you have disregarded God's prophecy. God's word for saving your life. We don't respect. Immediately you are in church and you are WhatsApp, you are Facebook, you are making calls. That means you are disregarding God's voice in your life. And I've said it many times that the day we begin to give reference to the things of God, then the power in those things begins to manifest. It's unfortunate that as Africans, we are too superstitious. So even as I'm preaching, somebody doesn't think that the Holy Ghost is moving. It has not started. When the Holy Ghost is moving, when the Holy Ghost is moving, my leg will be shaking and the ushers will be disorganized. One day, somebody was in church. I was preaching, and his appointment letter was being prepared Sunday morning. The word is God. And the word that David prayed a prayer that God opened my eyes to see the wonderful things that are in the word. As I'm preaching the word right now, you don't know the kind of battle that is going on in the realms of the spirit. It is pulling down every stronghold that has been established in your minds. You don't know. So the enemy will fight the believers not to subject themselves to the word of God because it is the only potency from God that can pull down every stronghold. The word. So if it's able to stop you from appearing in Zion because the Bible said that they, they move from glory to glory as they appear in Zion. If he's able to prevent you from exposing yourself to the word of God, he's able to stop you in your destiny. So last week I started a series, how we should serve God, what God thinks, how God expects, and how things are done in the church of God. Sometimes you come to church and you are disappointed because you want certain things done your way and certain things, how you know how certain things are done. We are not doing it that way. Especially when you have grown in a lot of churches. But you realize that every church is unique. Every local church is unique. Anglican is unique. ICGC is unique. And in ICGC, every local church is unique because it's not the same pastor that pastors all the churches. Are you following me? If you are in a church that Thomas is your pastor. Thomas. Remember he was an apostle. So he had a church. So you can imagine that church. Everything is seen, seen is believing. So if you are paying your tithe, you come one by one. You are paying 500 Ghana. In count, 500 Ghana. Then Apostle Thomas will clap their hands. Yes, I've seen that you have paid your tithe. Next, 1,000 Ghana. Because Thomas, when Jesus appeared, he said, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come. Let me touch you. 
sugar in your cocoa. It's a miracle. That is not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a, 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 an 18 year old woman becoming the U.S. Secretary General. I'm looking at an 18 year old woman earning like $900,000 a week within a short time. So that is a I'm looking at a woman who has been believing God for a child and has five children at the home. It's a miracle. I'm looking at a, a, a blind man whose eyes are open. Open the eyes of the blind. That is a miracle. It's a song what we hear. Turning water into wine. Not putting cocoa and sugar in my cocoa. Then the other one. Oh, the song is not coming. There's another song. So you give the devil the first choice. When you are in trouble, you go to the devil for the first choice. That is not what I want to hear. Some pastors would like to hear that, but where our faith is going and what we are hearing from God, this is not what we should be talking about. We limit our breakthroughs by our mentality. And the mentality of the people is majority dependent on the leader. What your leader cannot see, you can see. What Jesus could possess, we can possess. If you could not possess heaven and earth, you couldn't have gone to heaven. So we would not expect that you just appear in church and all of a sudden you are doing a lot of things. No, we don't know where you are coming from. Maybe you have gone to impregnate three girls in your former church and you have appeared here. So Jesus rose amongst the people. We knew them. He was one of the twelve. Those kind of people, when they come to church and you don't use them, no, they are leaving the church. They should go. It's better. It's better. So we looked at all that. And I read a scripture which I want to read those who are not here so that when I start going, they will not be lost. That's why, because of those who are not here, I did the recap. So when I start firing, we can move together. Amen. Now, Exodus chapter 3, verse 9 to 12. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10. Come now, therefore, God speaking to Moses, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, watch that. God saw the oppression of the people, but he himself could not come because the earth has been given to man. So it takes another man to save another man. It takes a leader called by God to save another man. So there are troubles in our lives. It will take a man sent from God to deliver us from them. So he called Moses that I've heard, I've seen, I've heard their cry. 
Jesus that told you God can see your oppression, but he will not move until your cry has come to him. Not the cry. That cry is not the one you have been talking about. Not the one that wets your pillow. Pastor, I've cried. Uh, my pillow is even wet with sweat. Talking about prayer. Verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Do you know why? Because he has offended Pharaoh. He has disappointed Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh was training him to take over. And he, he ran away from Egypt. And he's a wanted man of the land of Egypt. And when he tried to save the Israelites, one of them spoke up. You thought, I didn't see you well. So, Egypt was a place he didn't want to go. God will send you to places that before he spoke, you never wanted to go there. God will speak to you to attempt certain things that before you heard his voice, you vowed that you will never do. Because every fear in you must give way to faith. I thought I'll hear a big amen. Because immediately you begin to fear, you deny the power of God of his manifestation. That's all. So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you when you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. When you have delivered them out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. So the purpose of deliverance is for people to serve God. The purpose for God delivering us from Egypt is for us to render our members our body, soul, and spirit, our time, our treasures, our talents for the service of God. That is the main purpose. Because I did not be that purpose. We must continue to be in oppression. So in God, Egypt is a representation of the kingdom of darkness. Theologians will tell you, Egypt stands for the kingdom of darkness. And Israel is what? The Son of God. Hello? So, Israel talks about on the side of God. One day in Egypt, the whole Egypt was in darkness, but the camp of the Israel was light. So, when God delivers a man from Egypt, he's trying to say that, I'm delivering you from the shadows of darkness and delivering you from the uh, ways of the world into my kingdom to serve me. Later on in the series, I'll talk about what it means to serve God, and then I'll talk about the benefit of serving God when I end the series. But you have to know today that the reason why you have been saved is for you to serve God. A man who refuses to serve God qualifies to enter into destruction because the purpose for which he was saved. Now, when you buy, let's say you bought an organ, and the organ is blown, it's not working. Do you still keep it here? Oh, talk to me. Do you still keep it here? You throw it away. The purpose of buying the organ is because we want to use it in service. So if it's not working, we throw it away. The purpose of our salvation is for you and I to serve God with our time, our talents, and our treasures. Can I hear a big amen? Now, have you thought of the fact that 
decide to die, you will not go to the cemetery with anything. People will determine what you wear. Is it just like that? People will determine what. People will determine what you must wear. Your own dresses. And they will fight over your things. People will determine. They will be my son in suit. Yes, sir, no, a boo-boo. My son in suit. Okay, yes, sir, no, why, sir? If you had money in the account, after you died many times, many years, your children will access it. Your, your social security will access and job. And you are gone. Serving God, these three things come into play. Your time, time, your treasure, your talent, your skill, what you can do. The church is not made up of only prophets, apostles, teachers, pastors. No, 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 no. You don't need to be on the pulpit because one pastor at a time. Are you with me? So I'm not saying that serving God, you come and tell me, oh, pastor, I had an encounter in the night. The eagles of God entered my eyes. Now I can prophesy. So you try me. So one pastor at a time. But some of us, we have a talent. Your smile alone is able to kill demons. You don't know. Some of us, it is prayer. Before demons will die. As for you, your smile is able to deliver people from the spirit of depression. Is that not a demon? So your smile alone is a weapon. Some of us, we have to do fasting and prayer to cast that spirit of depression. So you and I, who is sinning against God? You, your smile. Me, I have to go and do waiting to cast out the spirit of depression. And you, your smile can just challenge your spirit. The guy just forgets about every trouble. Oh, yeah. He said, delivered one time. And you are sitting down, and your pastor must go on three days fasting, five days fasting to cast out that demon of depression. Today, I want to look at the second point, which I started last week. Put away self reputation. If you want to serve in church, put away self reputation. Put it. John chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. John 13. Those who didn't come to church last week, you have taken enough of my time. Let me just move on to those ends. Amen. All that I was saying was just to catch all of us on the same level so that we can move together. Put away self-reputation. When we come to we must forget our reputation. Who you are. I am this. I am that. Do you know who I am? Do you know this? Do you know that you know who you are sitting by? Maybe I, may, maybe I don't tolerate nonsense. This kind of things. I came that I want to say. So, this thing. Put it aside. If it 
God's reputation. Jesus will never leave heaven. Jesus in heaven. God is about to save you and I, human beings. There is no place in earth on the earth that can be compared to even the zone of heaven. There is no hotel on the surface of the earth, not even in Dubai. The streets of heaven are gold, not nine carats, not eighteen carats. Gold that you can see yourself like a mirror. Gold. There is no reputation. I thank God for where you stay. I thank God for the money you earn. I thank God for where you work. I thank God for who He has made you to be. But when we come to God, we are all His children. Paul said that do not importance yourself more than you should. There is a place for honor. But when it comes to service, I'll show you in the Bible. The Bible said, the greatest amongst you must be your servant. When it comes to service, and you don't put your reputation aside, my God. You know that Ebola and things have come. Come setting, they stop shaking. Because of Ebola. Which is why it is that where is the power of God in the church? If the church cannot cure Ebola. Like we come and worship each other. Because of Ebola. And in actual fact, in your homes, some of you are very critical with Ebola. So you have hand sanitizer in your kitchen, in your hall, on your corridor, in your toiletry. Afraid of Ebola. Cholera came, we survived. Bird flu came, we survived. Elephantiasis came, we survived. Guinea worm came, we survived. Ebola came, we have survived. There is no epidemic that will take your life away. Come on, shout a big amen. Shout a big amen. You will survive every epidemic. You will survive every disease. No disease has the power to take you off your, your, your dwelling place before your time. You will survive everything. Every arrow of the enemy will survive. That is Ebola. Now they say something, something else has come. Every day something will become because we are in the last days. Things will be happening. There is the sun crowded. Do you know that there's a virus called anthrax that is in the sun? You don't know. It has never worried you, but I'm sure that now that you know. Anthrax, a chihuahua. No, no drug as of now. There's no drug that can cure anthrax. We don't know. A bobos, we have even eaten sand before. We used to eat sand. Now that you know, I'm sure some of you. Pastor, what are you talking about? Amen. It is God that keeps a man. Put away your reputation. Put it aside. So when I'm buying things in town, I don't use Pastor Prince. Maybe I'm feeling about so I'm Nanaya. Nanaya. Is that all your name? Hey, Nanaya. 
Sometimes when you go and use pasta, something you cannot bargain again. So I go like Nanaya. So I bargain very well, try to bargain, make sure I get the best for my money. By the time you come to my church, you say, Is that what I'm uh, Some of you everywhere you go, they are just asking your name. Uh, I am engineer. Tell somebody, humble yourself. John 13, verse 1 to 9. Please open your Bibles. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, and look, Jesus, who even knew that all things had been given to him? Because you have something and your brother doesn't have, it doesn't mean that you are better with the grace of God. Jesus knew that all things have been put under his power. You know that if Jesus decided not to die, nobody could have touched him. Ah! Even at the Gethsemane, after hours in prayer, there was an aura around him. When the people appeared, they all fell down as though they were dead. And he woke them up. <laughs> so it wasn't like Jesus was weak. He decided to die for you and I so that we will not go to hell. At his command, like heaven will open and invade the head. Even when he was not there, Moses, who was walking in the shadow of Jesus, who speak and the earth will open and swallow 20,000 people. How many were the soldiers? Who is Pontius Pilate? If Jesus decided not to die, that is why you, you can decide not to die because all power has been given unto you. You will not die prematurely. I say you will not die prematurely. I say you will not die prematurely. I place a cross, a, 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 a cross over your life that you will not die prematurely. May that that not that not cross of the Holy Ghost be put upon your forehead. May no arrow be able to take you off the head before your time. In the name of Jesus, give the Lord a mighty clap of him. No demon, no witch, no wizard. I was listening to a confession of a witch, a very educated witch, a witch that is very educated. But she died after the confession. Don't allow yourself to be flying in the night. If you are here like that, we cut off your wings in the name of Jesus. The next time you fly, you will die. 
it is something. When they finished confessing, one person said, You die. And you have killed somebody's children, spoil somebody's marriage, and do all those things. If you are here like that, if you fly the next time, we command you to die in the air. You will die if you fly. I pray that prayer this morning. That's why I'm declaring it. If you fly again, you will die. If you like fly. If you fly again, you die. The servant has no reputation to protect. As for me, as for me, God doesn't understand that language because He did the worst of things that anybody could do by giving His only begotten Son. When Reverend Jesus' daughters died, he said, ah, now, the Holy Ghost said, now I can advise people who have lost their two, only two daughters died in an accident. What hasn't he seen before? Reputation has killed a lot of great men because they refuse to serve. There is blessing in serving in the house of God. A servant has no right to protect. You go where your master says go. If you want God to use you, put away your reputation. Your PhD is good. I want you to read. I want people to read masters, PhD, professors. I want to pastor professors. I want to see those professors claiming the genitals. I want to see those professors living prayer and praying. I want to see those professors welcoming people who are shoemakers and fishermen. I want to see those professors at the car park. When you go to Christ's temple, they are justice, lawyers, even cavalry. They there's a, a justice. There's, there's, there's a law teacher. They have been teaching in the law school for years. He's at the car park. When people come with taxes, he opens it. You don't know. You know. Unless I show you. If you want to serve the church, drop the arm of reputation. Drop it. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Drop it. Let God see who you are and serve God. It doesn't mean that people will take advantage of you. No. I'll give you the reasons why you should put away your reputation. Then you will understand. Let's go. Number one. Now, okay, I, I, I didn't read where I took this point from. The Bible said that he put aside his garment. The garment stands for the glory. The Bible says that and Isaiah saw the Lord with the train of his, his, his garment filling the temple. It stands for the glory of the man. So, there, you know, when, if, if now for she should come to church right now, I'll not let her sit at the back. I'll let her come in front or sit here. Why? Because of reputation, her glory. If the president steps foot here right now, he's going to sit here. He won't sit here. That's what I'm talking about. Your reputation, the kind of glory the world gives to you. Number one, the reason why you must put away your reputation if you want to serve God is that you are going to serve people who are younger than. 
You are going to serve a lot of people who are younger than you. Hello. Hello. You are going to serve a lot of people who are younger than you. When Jesus had his ministry, Jesus was only 30 years when he started his ministry. But Peter and Co. Peter was into something. And they were following this 30 year old man. So you are going to serve people who are far younger than you. And in your case, you may be older than your pastor. In years. But he's operating with a grace that is older than everybody on earth. That is over 2,000 years. So you may be serving people who are far younger than you. In fact, you may be directing at the car park a very young, slim, irresponsible lady driving for the first time. You are trying to direct her and they get angry. The car park, the things that happen there, the demons that manifest there, you see also. One day, Charlie fights. The person was just directing the thing. Charlie, the words that the woman was releasing. My God. I thank God, oh God, I'm, I thank God I am an intercessor. I am not at the car park. Some of us, we can't be at the car park. It's clear. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like the police. You know, there are some policemen who don't have hands. Some of them, when they are stopping you and you are going, they want to come and stand on the road. I pray that none of them will cross me like that. I will hit you. I'll take you to Coco Clinic. They will treat you for free. Yeah. But you have the heart to be at the car park. Go and direct people. Go and let our cars be well packed. When people are getting that, some people come with their children. Get your umbrella on. When the rain is falling, you see how the horses pick you up from your car? Isn't it nice? You come and they are having a, yeah, they are, they are serving. If you don't put away your reputation, you cannot serve God. Because you have a reason why not to serve. In actual fact, in our culture, you must not serve a younger person. But when the prophetic comes to play, it is changed. Ephraim and Manasseh is changed. Esau and Jacob. Are you with me? So, we have to put away you know, a lot. People who, who don't have a lot of reputation, they are shouting the yes, yes. Pastor preach, yes. Yes, they are intimidating us too much. Yes, pastor. God will bless you too. And we will see how you walk in the house. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Those who are students, the national service, you just started working. Oh, yeah, Pastor, preach. Preach. You, you are also coming. <laughs> God will promote you. Because I will pray for you. You'll be promoted. You'll get money. You'll be blessed. And when you are coming to church, we will see whether you are still working the way you used to work. Amen. Amen. Number two, you will. You will serve people who are less educated than you. Or you are you serve people who you are more educated than. You will find yourself serving people 
whom you are more educated than. So if you want to look at your academic reputation, you can serve. Paul had to serve under Peter, a fisherman, a chief fisherman, and Paul, the scholar, the Pharisee, the professor, had to serve under Apostle Paul. So if you are going to look at your qualification and this pastor and this, thank God I'm a graduate. Amen. And there are a lot of graduate seven masters, if you are doing masters and all those things, the master students, my organist is a graduate telecommunication engineer playing the other. A lot of you. So if you want to put your qualification, you know, I went to Oxford, and a lot of people are here who have done masters. I got my wife did masters in Leicester University, UK. So you don't know if she's there quietly. You'll be insulting her. She won't talk. Because she doesn't care. She has no reputation before the Father. And you know, you be ignorant. The thing you find out. Do you know that there are some people in this church, they are in hospital, doctors, you saw them there, you realize, you go to the hospital, they refer you to a specialist, you go there, and this is him. What do you do? You can never raise your head. You'll be like, doctor, I'm my, my. There are people sitting here who are in various offices. So I'm going to use your, my reputation. Would you know what I'm Do you know what I'm The lady doing the video, she's a medical doctor. She's doing video. You go and meet her in your office. Like that. Medical doctor doing video in church. You don't know. We have nurses, we have pharmacists, we have bankers, managers. They're sitting here. They may be young. We have IT co- a, a, a gurus, IT consultants. Gurus. They are here. You don't know them. I will show you them. <laughs> so drop that reputation. Do you know who am I? Yes, my pastor, you know where I'm coming from. Drop it. The gurus, I don't see. You will not see. Humble yourself. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 7. I don't know whether you're enjoying the sermon. If you are not enjoying the sermon, lift up your right hand. Telling me, said somebody joined a department, and the person was a graduate from one of these universities. Graduate, that's how graduate is. That the person felt is a guy, and when he saw the people in the department, because of their appearance, he thought that they were nobody, and he was trying to be bossy and trying to. When they give him instruction, he doesn't want, and he stopped the department. I told my friend, forget about him. He's not there to serve. He will kill the spirit of the department. Humble yourself if we have to serve. 
And Jesus took away his garment and began to wash the feet. Will you wash the feet of a servant? Will you wash the feet of your junior? Will you wash your, the feet of your junior brother? Can you? In those days, their culture was that when visitors come to your house, your servant, your houseboy, your house there, whoever is staying with you, wash the feet of your visitors. Because their roads were dusty, they were not tired. Okay, so out of the culture, Jesus began to teach them humility and service. When the peer, when friends begin, when you visit your friend and you wash, he himself fetches water and washes your feet, he's doing it to honor you. So they normally do that for people celebrating their birthdays or if you've gotten a promotion. They do it for you. That's why some churches are taking it as a doctrine. The washing of feet. They believe that when they wash your feet, they usher you into your next level of glory. But ICGC, we don't believe in that. It doesn't mean that it's not a revelation from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I will not come and take water. Okay, at the end of pastor, you see, at the end of your series, get water here and wash all of us our feet to show that you are humble. It's not in our culture here. I've not seen my grandfather do that. I've not seen my father do that. So we don't do it in Ghana. But when you go to the Jewish culture, that is what they do. So for Jesus, who is not just a, who wasn't a servant to the people, but the master, to take water to wash their feet, speaking to them about put aside your reputation. Is this in Philippians chapter 2? Are you there? Philippians 2, 5, 7. 5 to 7. Let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be called God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the, 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 the form of a servant and then the likeness of man. He took upon himself. He intentionally made himself a servant. How would it be if a reputation is put in place? How could it be that a Paul will serve under a Peter? Paul, they said, Max Lenin had made him mad. That was that. They said, because he had studied that, he read books. He took three years and he hid himself three and a half years studying. Can you imagine books? Reading books for three and a half years. And this was a man who was supposed to submit under a church that is headed by a fisherman. The third reason why we must put aside our reputation if we want to serve in church is that many church folks are very ungrateful. Many people in church are very ungrateful. You'll be trying to serve them, but they'll be insulting you. Hello? You try to sing to them, and when you mess up, they will insult you. You will try to preach to them, and when they go home, they will join their friends to insult you. Many friends, many Christians are very ungrateful. That's why a lot of Christians have stopped doing good. You do good to a Christian, and he, he or she will think that is smarter than you. So there are a lot of people you are coming to serve who will be very, very ungrateful. Some of you here, if I get a problem with you, you see how you will destroy me. You will destroy me from my head to my toe. And 
my ribs to my ribs. I am ready for that. Amen. Amen. You will destroy people. People you will serve. A lot of church folks are ungrateful. Sometimes they just forget where they were. And you have helped them. There are some people you are going to serve. They are very rude. Very rude. Very, very rude. They insult you. The people Jesus was coming to serve, they slapped him, they spat on him, they mocked at him. When they put the tongues of, of, of the, the, the crown of tongues on him, they say, Hail the king! You are mocking. There are people who mock you. As a pastor, we are aware that people mock us, people insult us. If you are a pastor and you think that all your church members like you, you are the most ignorant person in the world. Amen. Amen. So, if you have to understand that there are a lot of people here who are very ungrateful that God has called you to serve them because no man is perfect. Even Thomas was among and Jesus washed his feet. Judas was there and Jesus washed the very person who betrayed Jesus was there. The people you, you are serving today, they will betray you. Yeah. They will betray you. They will. There was a pastor. You know, I'm a pastor, so my, most of my conversations are with pastors. The church agreed to buy him a car. After the board agreed, and they bought him the car. The same people on the board went spreading it. That is, the pastor, he forced us to buy him this four-wheel drive. What kind of life is that? Today I read the scripture, it really entered into me. I was like, hey. Now, when Jacob, I'll be closing soon. Have you entered the third point now? Is it okay? When Jacob had stolen the blessing of Esau, do you know what Esau said? Esau purpose in his heart. The Bible said, The days from the morning of my father is near. And when Jacob comes, I will slay. The Bible said, he said this in his heart. Listen to me. Esau said this in his heart. Then the Bible said in the next verse that it was told better. What does it mean? He said a thing in his heart that somebody went to tell Rebecca that this is the decision that Esau has taken. So, oh yeah, let's let Jacob escape to your brother's house, Laban. That means that he said it in his heart, but he told a very close person. And the person took the thing to the world. The people you are going to serve, they will betray you. Hello? I told you about the pastor who wanted to start his secretary. He was in the bedroom with only his wife. And they took that decision. By the time he got to church that morning, the secretary had written her information letter. Who went to tell the secretary? So when you hear that somebody has betrayed you, don't think it's strange. Because in your heart, you knew what we were talking about. It wasn't for evil. 
no, no. Be, be frank with you. Be very frank with yourself. There are certain things you have discussed with somebody about me that you don't expect that person to tell me. Yes, or no, you. Prophetically, you. Then it's like, you see, you didn't mean it for him. But the person will tell somebody else, it will go out and I will hear. I don't know what was in his heart when he was saying. So don't judge people by their actions. Because there are things that you yourself you have said about people that you don't expect. There are things I sit with senior men of God. No, he doesn't expect it out of a man. Yes, yes. But there are things you tell people. That is why you may not get the opportunity to make inputs into certain decisions the church takes. Because you may not get the opportunity to be in certain corridors. I don't know whether you understand. Because I don't know how you will handle it. Sometimes we meet, and some pastors come and preach here, and we meet, and we are like, this pastor must not come to this church again. Some of you, when we, I invite the pastor and he comes, you make sure you take their number. What if I bring you in that meeting and I said it? And you leave your own. Some of say, Oh, Bakar is no more. Are you sure that pastor, pastor was the one who said it? Then I'll call my friend. It's not every friend that must preach in your church for information. All your friends, do you bring them to your house? Oh, talk to me. Body that comes here, they are, they are friends that will never. I even call them most of the time. I say, they will never step here. They never, never pass. There are certain information about you that should never, never come out of your mouth. Except for spiritual encounters. As the man said it, spiritual encounters. It doesn't mean you should cover yourself. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, Pastor, so you come one day, I pick you up, I say, sit in my office, we are talking, and I'm trying to diagnose you, and I'm like, Pastor, you said that there are certain things about me that nobody should hear. So I reserve that one. The Bible says, if that coverance is says, you will not prosper. Period. That is not what I'm talking about. If you are sleeping with somebody's wife, do you know the difference between the sinner who dies and the sinner who lives? The sinner who lives is the one who confesses. Because as for forgiveness, it has already been forgiven. But your ability to 
Hallelujah. Put aside your reputation. And the last thing is that you'll be trained to function in a certain way. In a certain pattern. In every church. There's a way things are done. The pastor may like this. The pastor may not like this. The pastor may like this. The pastor may not like this. But that is the way God is showing him how to build the church. I'm sure if I had said, oh, people should bring the idea how we should do the DNG. The people should, Pastor, there's some color, color, some deep, deep design DNG colors. We can put some here, which are big because of where you are coming from. You have seen it somewhere, especially in the middle part of the country. <laughs> I haven't said anything. <laughs> in the middle part of the country, and the middle part, Western is part, Ashanti region is part, Ifota region is part, Eastern region is part, even Sunyami is part. So, you cannot predict what is in my mind. So you give your own description. Open, you know, let's put some design here. No. There's a way things are done in every church. And I pray that you begin to appreciate it and you become a constructive person. Somebody who gives constructive criticisms. Somebody who has come to add When you are joining the country, what, what is your agenda there? You want to go and call that girl. Joining the country. You see that girl. She's my project. By the time I finish with her, I'm passing with an A plus. You are lying. We unseat your plans. We cancel it. We distort it. We corrupt it. We collapse them. A plus. F, F plus. You fail. Because my daughters are empowered. Oh, oh, my daughters are not empowered. Come on, give me some clap in the house. Hallelujah. So put aside your reputation. Serve God. And that comes to those who are due. If you are due, it will come. If you are not due, it will not come. Stop forcing Anna. You, you earn it, you don't command it. You earn, you earn respect, you don't command respect. I know I am your pastor, but I will never come and be free. You know who I am, all of you know who I am. By my deeds, you should know that I'm your pastor. I will not come to your house and enter your kitchen and I will never be led to enter your bedroom to come and anoint the place. That's why I come to you there. Some of you, you believe that. The Lord has spoken to me. I have to come and anoint all your dresses. Close your eyes and pray to God. It's all about service. Talk to God. The teaching of God's word is so powerful. Changes our mindset. God help me serve. You are serving God. Create less problems by putting aside your reputation. Aside your reputation. 
Pray for yourself. Pray. Don't serve God because of what you, you want. Serve God because you love Him. Don't serve Him because you want to position someone. But serve Him all because He came to serve. And you have also come to serve. Pray, pray, pray. I want to hear you pray. Pray for yourself that the right heart. You will do things for God with the right heart, not with wrong motives. God judges our motives more than our actions. You will speak the text with good motives. You will pray with good motives. You will give with good motives. He came out of Lift up your voice and pray. Pray for yourself. 
Thank you. 